Hello guys, welcome to the Knobcast. I'm upset because Man says they have lost the Manchester derby and Gasky is looking smug with his little face and red background because United won the derby. We'll obviously be talking about the Manchester derby, the match itself and the unavoidable discussion about the offside and not offside. We'll also be talking about another huge derby that took place as Arsenal whooped Spurs 2-0 in the North London derby. We'll also be touching on... Uh, another shambles from Trent and Liverpool generally and Brighton and their excellent nurse will be talking about the uh, Mudrick signing Chelsea hijacking that at the 11th hour for seemingly zero reason. Uh, and then we'll also be having a, a very brief chat about the Everton and West Ham situation. Those are the matches coming up and Gasky's got some uh, career paths for me to guess. Questions from our viewers. Gasky, am I right in thinking you've got a ground uh, your gears? It's it's a it's kind of a ground your gears. It may come into one of the matches. It may not. If it doesn't, I'll, I'll we'll we'll chuck it in there. We'll Perfect. chuck it in there. Perfection, lovely stuff. And we'll very briefly touch on uh, the preview for the most important games coming up for City and United. And then finally, we'll end with the Ballbusters answers and clues for next week. If you don't know what Ballbusters is, what you're playing at, it's the best quiz show in the history of humanity. Have a look at the comment section of the YouTube uh, to see uh, how to play it and what the clues are. But Gasky, let's start. I'm going to burp. Uh, so, uh, excuse me. Let's start with the Manchester derby, shall we, Gasky? Obviously, because I'm a City fan yeah. and you're a United fan. We actually oh, got yeah. Gasky on stream for that match. And yeah, it, it ended Manchester United 2, Manchester City 1. And Manchester is red. Uh Let's let's leave the offside controversy for now and let's just talk about the football itself, Gasky. And talk to me about Manchester United's performance because it was a very impressive performance. Uh, where were you happy with what happened? Where were you less happy with what happened? Talk to me about Man United. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a very, very good performance in terms of what they needed to do to basically just to win the game. You know, the fir first half was probably 50-50. City were very poor in the final third. United had chances, but were wasteful, I would say. Uh, <clears throat> come the second half, City turned up the heat, and, and I thought deep down, and I think most people thought, as soon as the first goal went in, that's it. City mm. will now see the game out. United will tire. Nothing else is coming. Obviously, we won't mention the controversial goal. And after that, <clears throat> City just crumbled, it seemed. They just defensively, just a, a mess. United took advantage. And you would think when they went 1-0 down, the last season and season before, that was it. You would not think there's no way. But Ten Hag seems to have this, always have a plan up his sleeve. He did it against, he did it against Arsenal as well. The, the equalised and they won 3-1. He managed to, he changed it and it worked. He, he, he shows you've got a manager that knows what he's doing to win these big games. <clears throat> That's what I enjoyed. And these players there <clears throat> that you felt had no career United anymore, and they're the best. Like you know, you like to see your Freds, and even when Saka had a good game, and these players, you know, it's these players are playing well, and these are technically you can see them as squad players, which is a good sign. And his signings are doing well, so it's not not many bad bad moments to take from the game, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, you you said it yourself. The first half, I thought United probably edged it. They certainly had the better chances. Rashford had two chances where maybe he could have and should have scored. They were playing on the counter-attack, as we expected. But that really did stem from, as good as United's shape was, for me, it did stem more from City just giving the ball away 
for no real reason. It's not even like United were forcing City into that many forced errors. There were quite a few unforced errors uh, from City. Um, uh, but, but United did still nevertheless set up very well. A second half uh, would touch on what ha happened there. Uh, in a moment, but uh, Fred and Wambasaka, I think we decided would probably be given man of the match. Gasky, what's happening there? Because like a year or so ago, these players were done. Like it, it was these 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 lads are not good enough. Fred was like a laughing stock for a time. Wambasaka was uh, seemingly unable to do anything offensively. But this game, defensively, we we know he's usually sound, but offensively he's normally been poor. He was really good offensively in the Manchester yeah. derby. So what's is that just Ten Hag's coaching? Is it confidence? What is it, do you think? So, Fred, for me, I always thought Fred was a good, uh, like, you know, like, energy player. You know <clears throat> what Herrera used to give United? Mm -hmm. uh, just that, like, pit bull type player where he's just going to run around, throw his legs in, win the ball back. But under under Ole, it was him and McTominay because they didn't have a holding midfielder to play and they had to play together. And they both had to sit tight and not go and, you know, they're on a leash, those players, and they couldn't move. But now you've got Casemiro in there who can do that job on his own. He, Fred's leash is off and he can go and do what he's good at doing, which is breaking up play and then starting counters. And it shows that there is a player there. He's a good player. But again, it shows if you've got the right coach and the right players around them, some players are good players. Juan Misaka, not a clue why you can attack now. <laughs> well, that game, not a clue. That little, that little Ronaldinho run he did made no sense. Mm -hmm. Like how? I always, I could always tell he, he was quite good. But he's quite nimble with his like agility, but he just, yeah, you know, you know, he defensively he knows what he's doing. I mean, he was at fault for the goal, but that would have probably been avoided with potentially avoided with Delo because he he's good at back post. But yeah, he was apart from that really. I don't, he didn't really put a foot wrong. Like I said, both offensively and defensively, he was starting the attacks, he was getting involved in the attacks. And that, to me, is a really good sign. I mean, even if he does want to leave Wambasaka, you know, he's he definitely put an extra few million on from this performances and his recent performances. And it's gonna, it, it will be kind of be missed, because I think as a squad player, he's good. And again, with Fred, in certain situations and certain games, the perfect man to have. Definitely. Uh, just from a, from a City perspective, um, for, uh, f first half, it, it was what, what we have... Unfortunately, seen from, well, unfortunately for me anyway, seen from City re uh, recently where uh, they, they just lose it in the midfield for no real reason, allows United or whoever they're playing to attack them in transition. So that was the issues in the first half, but they got away with it um, because Rashford wasn't able to finish second half. I thought they came out much better. Uh, I thought that generally uh, they played most of the team much narrower, but they pushed the wingers slightly wider to stretch United a bit more. Uh, Foden, who's currently uh, sadly experiencing a, a dip in form uh, post-World Cup, it seems, once again was lost on the left-hand side. I do think he needs more of a run centrally because we saw against Chelsea where he was played centrally. He was astounding. That is his best position. That's his, fa that's his preferred position. He's come out and said, this is the position I think I'm uh, best at. Uh, and, and, I'm in and I bl uh, believe that as well. Uh, but Grealish came on, scored the goal, very good goal. I think it was maybe the one time in the game where Casemiro probably uh, was a uh, uh, switched off slightly because there was like a moment yeah. where he was holding De Bruyne's hand. So, I, so from watching, this is the rewatching highlights and stuff and watching the game. It seemed like Fred was on De Bruyne all game, and it was the one time he got away from him. Mm -hmm. And Casemiro it was probably the one time Casemiro didn't do his job. Yeah, and it was a goal that show that shows though how good City can be. 
if you even they'll find you sleeping once and then they'll take the chance yeah like de bruyne didn't have a good game i, I thought overall but he got an assist in that one moment i mean we said during we said during the stream didn't we though that even if you had a poor game one moment and you'll change the game and mm. then you almost did yeah, definitely. A, a great, you normally expect it to be Hall and a, a, at the back post, but it was Grealish instead. Yeah. Just touching on Hall, and by the way, he, he didn't have any supply, so it, I, yeah. I don't know what... And I know, again, lots of people misprofiling Hall and going, oh, he didn't touch the ball a lot. It's, that's not what he does. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, if the supply to Hall and is bad, then Hall and ain't going to get the ball. It's, it's a simple... Uh, as that. It's not as simple as, oh, Hall and had a bad game. Blah, blah, blah. So, yes, Grealish came on. That was lovely. Right, and now, and now, Gasky, I, th I think it's now the appropriate time for us to talk Should about... Should we get onto the elephant in the room? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, right. I think I've been quite reasonable and calm um, in my sort of response to what happened. Uh, if, somehow do if somehow you don't know what happened, uh, it's 1-0 it's up uh, for City. And I think, would you say, Gasky, at this point in the game, would you say it's fair that... I think you may have said it yourself, or maybe someone in the chat. Did you feel that City were going to get a second, third? Uh, well, once that goal went in, for me, I felt like one or two things are going to happen. City are just going to see the game out, and they're going to have all the ball. Or United are, United are going to go at them, which they did, and it's going to open up, and it's either going to be one of these situations where United will win, or City will get a free down or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. So for me, City were on top. You, you agree, City are on top. Mm -hmm. And Casemiro with 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 a with a good through ball, but which is clearly destined, is clearly aimed at Rashford. Rashford is in a very obviously offside position. Akanji came out and said, "I saw Rashford was in the offside position. I stepped up to make sure I was playing him offside." Which you but, can tell from the replays. Yes, a ball comes in from Casemiro. It 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 turns into a world-class ball into Bruno Fernandes, even though it's not destined <laughs> for him. Rashford runs at the ball, doesn't touch it, but he runs at it. He intimates to sort of like shoot, but not, he, he, it sort of, he's sort of like on that, that, uh, that fine line between pretending to shoot, but not actually getting to that point. Yeah. Cause for me at that point, that to me, if, when I watch the replay, I've watched the replay a few times just to kind of get my ideas, mm. you know, to make sure it's fresh in my mind. And it's as if he's running with the ball and in his head telling him, am I offside? Am I offside? And you can kind of tell at the last moment, he's kind of hobbling over the ball, trying to not touch it. That's what it looks like. As if like, Oh, or Bruno's maybe shouted at him and he's just gone, Oh, I'll let him shoot at the last second. So I don't touch the ball. Yeah. And that, that seems to be what happens. Definitely. Um, and yeah, and he's, he's almost half at that point towards the end. He's almost shielding it away from a kanji in a way, like sort of jockeying around it. And Fernandez runs, Fernandez, who is in a well onside position, he's now got to the point where he can just run onto it. And it was initially given us offside by the linesman. As far as I'm aware, it didn't go to VAR. And it was just a conversation between the yeah. referee and the linesman. See. <laughs> This is where I. This is where I kind of. It's difficult to talk about to bring VAR in because it's very. To me, it's very subjective, right? You've got two people on the pitch there that are two different decisions. Do you need to add a third? Mm. So if the linesman has seen it clearly, the linesman has gone. I think that's offside. The referee's gone. I don't think he touched the ball. Let me go and speak to my linesman. And then they've come to the conclusion, right? Oh, maybe the linesman's gone. Oh, I thought he touched the ball. Referee, he didn't. I didn't see him touch the ball. Okay. Maybe give it as a goal then. 
do you need to get VAR involved? Well, that, that, that's the question. And you say it's... Because you always talk about it as it needs to be clear, cut, you know, incorrect. Because you can see when the referee gives the goal, he's talking to someone in his ear. Mm. So maybe he's talking to them and he's going, he hasn't touched the ball. I, so I think it's a fine goal. VAR can't just go, no, we need to look at it again. If he's seen it. Yeah. No. Now, this is where I struggle with the sort of reaction response that's happened to this. Because, I mean, well, well, first of all, let's talk about our initial reactions. On stream, Gasky, you immediately went, that's offsides. He's interfering with the play. Well, well, my first reaction was, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't shoot. But then I was like, he's, no, he's, he's miles. He's to me, he was like, he's, he's made that run, he's miles too close. He's affecting the goalie. Because I guess the argument for me is, what the one thing you learn is when you're football as a youngster is, you play to the whistle, right? Akanji stepped up for the offside, that's fine, right? The play that he's played on, he has made the decision to kind of jog back and not really worry about it, which is fine. You know, he thinks he's offside. Bruno Fernandes is like, oh, I'm onside though. He might be offside. I'm going to sprint. I think he's Ake that's sprinting with him. But to me, it makes me think like, if Akanji ran back as if he thought he was onside, I think he gets disallowed because he gets close to Rashford. So I think he's just a bit far off for the referees to be like, he's affecting Akanji. Mm. But then I do think, though, that if it's going to be disallowed, it's for the goalkeeper because the goalkeeper's there. He's looking at two players who's shooting. It's affecting him. Yeah. That's where it is. I think I think Akanji jogging, not put, putting that extra bit of pace in, kind of takes him out of the loop in my yeah. eyes. Yeah. But I think the goalkeeper is, uh, is being affected there because there's two people in front of him. One's, one can't shoot, one can't shoot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it must have affected him at some point. Yeah, so this is where I struggle with people with, with some people's uh, thoughts on it because a lot the, a lot of the sentiment I've seen is oh well you know it, it probably shouldn't have been given so this 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 is the people who are trying to defend it as being given most people it seems have decided that it's, it should have been offside definitely no chance that should be a goal the pe- for the pe- for the small amount of people who are trying to defend it uh, as a correct decision they're saying oh well you know the law. It's it's a shame the law is that way, but that's the way the law is. And I've looked into the law. It's eleven point two. If you want to go have a look at it, and the law is absolutely fine. People are saying, "Oh, the law needs to change." No, no, no. The law is absolutely fine. It's morons who are interpreting it incorrectly because the relevant bullet point is it's about is the offside player interfering with play, i.e., the touching it. Rashford's not interfering with play, or are they interfering with an opponent? And Clear, there is no interpretation here. Rashford is clearly interfering with an opponent. It's Akanji, first of all, because Akanji has to slow down because he can't just go through the back of Rashford. He can't just accelerate it, yeah. through him. But the main it's... one, as you said, is the Edison one. Yeah, um, well, also with the Akanji one, if if that's not disallowed, players are going to do that all the time. You know, you, you might as well tell your defenders you don't point to do an offside trap because if, even if he's offside, someone else might run and catch him. And he can just run next to the ball all he wants to the last second. Yeah. So you kind of remove that idea. And and what, what I thought was just so funny was I, I saw, I can't remember what it's called, Sky, but Sky Sports do a feature where, where they bring like an ex-referee on or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ref, Ref talk. Watch, yeah. Ref, Ref watch, yeah. that's the one. And I, I've seen the clip and it's so funny because it, it just, to me, displays the incompetence because this the, whoever the referee is, he initially says, yeah, I totally agree with the original decision and this is why, because he's not interfering with an opponent. And the person shows a pic. It's a very clever picture. It shows the picture, and it's where the ball is coming to towards. It's where the ball is being played, and they've taken Rashford out of it. 
and and it's from the point of view of Edison. And he asked, and and then they asked the referee. But clearly, like, look at Edison. He's in his his body positioning is as if he's like aiming, waiting for Rashford to score. So clearly, that wouldn't be the case, would it? And the referee then accepts, and he goes, "Oh no, yeah, you're right." So therefore, he's just it's, accepting yeah, interfering with the opponent. It, it's as if that situation <laughs> as, as it's as if they forget that goalkeepers are players too. It affects them as well, yeah. and I think. This whole this whole situation with this goal, but I think the main issue is referees haven't played football. They don't understand what how it works. So the whole the whole situation is subjective. It's all you know. Some refs might give it, some might not. But this is where I feel you need ex players to understand from their point of view. Look, this is Edison. Edison has quite said, "Any look, I'm looking Rashford shooting." That's how I'm going yeah, off because he's been he's so been next to the, he's ran next to the ball the whole time. Bruno's only come in for the last second. Yeah. So, definitely. And that's the whole issue. That's I see issue, and 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 it's and the 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 people trying to justify it by going, oh well, it's all up to interpretation. No, no, no. It's black and white. The law is abs, and this the law is absolutely fine. Law eleven point two of IFAB laws of the game. He's clearly interfering with an opponent. It, it, there is yeah. no room for. There is no way you can incorrectly interpret that moment unless unless you're a buffoon. And that was the case. This is where we talk about though. For my eyes. He doesn't affect Akanji as much as people make out to be because he's done off sidetrack. So I think he's a bit further off. It's like, for example, if that was if, if that's what I say that's what I'm saying with if Akanji decided to sprint, I think he has to slow because Brashford's near him. I think mm-hmm. I just that's just in my head what I think. But it definitely affects the goalkeeper definitely. by far, hundred percent. Hundred percent, yeah. So I'm now gonna ask you an impossible question, Gasky. Because we we just talked about game states and we talked about how up until that moment which was it the seventy eighth minute? I think. Uh, seven, no, that was the winner. Second, second, I think it was. Was it? Was it not the 78th winner. and then 80 seconds? Oh, it might have been. I don't know. Well, I, 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 relatively late on in the game, yeah. with like 10, 15 minutes to go, uh, City 1-0 up. As I say, this is an impossible question to ask you. So what, uh, what actually happens is goal gets uh, wrongfully allowed. City players rightfully upset and angry. Does that you know, justify them and switching off and then conceding another four minutes later. No, but in fairness, as a human being, in a, in a derby, in a huge game where you need to win, um, you can understand them getting really annoyed and, yeah. and be, feeling robbed. So, with that in mind, as I say, impossible question, the ga- way the game state is, if, let's say, that goal in the 78th minute is ruled as incorrectly as offsides, what happens from that point in respect of how the match plays out and respect to the scoreline i know it's not a fair question you're only guessing <laughs> but i'm but I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on it i just want your thoughts on it that's that's mad um but you see the, the whole problem is there's not because of that decision and how quick it came after well how long after that relish's goal was it should we get some exact minutes yeah, for get, you? Get the minutes up, get, just because okay to me, I didn't feel like there was enough time to be able to judge how United reacted to right. be able to so, comfortably. I've got exact minutes for you. So Jack Grealish oh. scored in the 60th minute. Oh, and it was 78. Fernandez's goal was in the 78th. Rashford's four right. minutes later. Right. right, okay. I would... It's hard to... I think... I don't think they would have won. But I think they potentially maybe an equaliser. Okay. So you but think probably one all? I probably yeah I, yeah I don't think they would have won yeah potentially based on based on but this is obviously going off the eighteen minutes building up to it mm-hmm. not 
obviously the because if you remove that goal, then the next ten minutes don't matter. Where United were constantly getting chances and the winner. So yeah, if that's how you, know, that's how you put it. In I know it's not a fair question. I know you can't see the future, but it's a stupid question. I, I know it's a stupid <laughs> question, but I, I just like to ask just out of interest, just because oh, yeah. I think it is interesting to know that it came at a very crucial time where City were uh, in the ascendancy, and then the goal gets yeah. given, and then City players, you know, that they're. they're I say it's, it's a it's a problem from a city mentality standpoint because they shouldn't, but it's easier said than done when an injustice has happened to yeah. you. Um, but there we go. I've, I've I've cried enough about the offside. Um, I think I've been relatively calm in fairness because I, I know that this is what's annoying me: the online reaction to it. Because just because you rightfully bring up something like an injustice, that doesn't mean you're like quote crying about it. And like when we've seen people go, oh, just get over it. It happened. Yeah, let's see what happens if that happened to your club. And then we'll see how quickly you get over it, Sunshine. I guarantee oh, yeah, you won't be is. as calm as I was. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so... Uh, yeah. I was just as well, just to add to it, did you did you see Salah's goal against Wolves last week in the FA Cup? Oh, it was some... Oh, right. I vaguely know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree that that's fair in that situation? See, I you don't... Know the, have you seen the situation? See, I don't know if it is fair because I, I think... It... Because, it, cause it, like like you said, right, the example that Sky Sports gave was they, they photoshopped Rashford out and said, this is the situation if Rashford wasn't there. In the situation in the Wolves-Liverpool game, Rash, um, Salah's offside, the cross comes in to offside Salah, and the Wolves defender has jumped to clear the ball with a header. Because he, cause Salah's behind him. Salah's behind him. But then they've said he's he's made a, he's made an attempt to play the ball, so he's on, so it doesn't count. Yeah, that, it's not I, I don't agree well, with that. I don't law. find that fair. Yeah. I don't agree with that law. Yeah. Obviously, that, that that situation there is he, he tried to play the ball, so that's fine. But that isn't fair. If you do the same situation, if you take Salah out of the equation and he knows he's not there, he's not jumping for that, is it? Yeah, I I I don't. That is where I think the law does need changing. It's, yeah. it's a very different situation, yeah. but I do agree with you because yeah, but that type of but that's where from two different standpoints, you look at offside and saying like, well, these two situations have happened very quickly. I've not seen these situations happen in years, mm-hmm. so it's something that needs to be looked at really. Another derby happened. Uh, Spurs versus Arsenal. Arsenal are now eight points clear at the top of the table, Gasky. Um, we are less than halfway through the season, but eight points is a huge uh, gap uh, mm-hmm. over Man City. They've also got to play each other twice, let's not forget that. But it's still, nevertheless, a huge gap. Um, before we even talk about the match, Gasky, are Arsenal winning the title? It's in the I feel the odds are getting more into their favour, but I'll I'll add, I'll say March the first come back to me. That's what I'll say. Okay, we, we, guys, remember we've got to come back to Gasky on that. On that. Uh, but yes, a very a very impressive from uh, Arsenal. Maybe not in terms of their overall performance because I thought we'll talk about Spurs. I thought this was mainly Spurs being uh, awful, uh, but. In the well, I can't remember the last time Arsenal won at Spurs' ground, but it was many years ago. Um, and in the past, this would have been the sort of game where Arsenal wouldn't have won, or you know, maybe they would have lost, maybe they would have drawn. But this is this is an Arsenal team full of confidence, uh, full of like youthful excitement, I feel like, as well, uh, who, who believe in themselves and. If they are going to win the title, Gasket, is it like more the mentality than anything else that's going to be the thing that will push them over the edge? Yeah, I think so. It it, it kind of this season to me kind of mirrors not this is no disrespect to Arsenal, 
but it kind of mirrors Leicester season in terms of I feel like it helps that they're above par, but everyone else is under. I feel like it's that's kind of going in their favour this year. I mean, it doesn't mean that. I mean, they, they play good football, but I wouldn't say it's City, the City Liverpool levels of previous years. But you know, it's stuff to build on. And even if they don't, even if okay, they don't win, potentially don't win the league. I mean, it's looking likely, but if they don't. It's not one to be like, you know, okay, okay, potentially, yeah, you can go, they bottled it. But it's a young squad. They got they have years and years and years of title races. And that's what they've got to build on. Yeah, and even Nketiah, he didn't score against Spurs, but he's he's been really good since the Jesus injury. Uh, and, and Arsenal, I think it's sort of been a perfect storm so far for mm. Arsenal in that the, the, the teams you'd expect to be up, up there, i.e. City, Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool are just a shadow of their former selves. City are not necessarily not a shadow of their former selves but they are i think i think five points worse off compared to this stage last season although that being said they are they are better off than pellegrini's title winning season and guardiola's uh third title winning season which was the 2020-21 season so it's not necessarily a poor city it is more arsenal doing great but i do think that's a Maybe it's that perfect storm, and also they haven't had that many injuries either. Jesus is the only main one, but uh, they, yeah. they've been uh, so that's also obviously going their way, and they totally deserve to win uh, this game. Uh, Spurs will get into how poor they were. There was like a sort of 10, 15 minute spell, Yaski, in the second half, um, where Spurs probably sh- could have and should have scored a goal. Ramsdale, I, I don't know the exact stat, but it was something like Ramsdale faced like over two uh, XG's worth of shots. Uh, on target, uh, so it, it just goes to show this Arsenal side can get got at, uh, but uh, even when they do, Ramsdale's uh, currently in pretty good form. Yeah, definitely. It, it shows though that again that shows that they're not at the City Liverpool levels of the past few years. There's still there's a weakness there. It's just it's going their way, which is you can say about a lot of teams that win titles. It just goes your way. It goes perfect for you. And that's what it seems to be doing. There's two, there were two people in that lineup that Arsenal fans wanted rid of, which was Nick last season, Niketiah and Xhaka. And they're now both integral to the team. Yeah. So it shows that the mentality can change. And this is under a manager that won one in 10 last season, was it? Mm. And they stuck by him. Sorry. Um, did you just say integral? Well, yeah. yeah. Why? Hmm. Wow. Integral. Integral, integral, and what same right, it's a word, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to add I'm trying to add more vocabulary to these. No, I love that. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just I just like being a knobhead. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of knobheads, Gasket, uh Ugo Larice. Um try to <laughs> for a second try to explain to me what on uh, earth you match fixing question mark. I, I mean he's to me, right. Keepers make mistakes, right, and it costs a goal. Strikers miss open goals, right, and they get the stick they should. He's picking the ball up. He's literally picking the ball up, and he drops it in his own net. Mm. Iconic. I've all I've said for years. He's not a good goalie. He's like he has the odd he has the odd good game. Yeah. He's, but he's never mo- been world class. No, he makes constant mistakes. Even in a World Cup final where France are battering Croatia, he passes it to their striker for a goal. Yeah. 
he's, he's always been sus suspect. And it's not even yeah. like, you know, with Edison, sometimes Edison might be a bit yeah. suspect, but he makes up for it with his amazing distribution. Even, even De Gea, De Gea yeah. makes a handful of mistakes, but he always he shows what he can do. Mm. And then these keepers like Lloris, where they'll do it every once every 20 games, but every game he does something. And you're like, you're, where you're shitting yourself. Yeah, and... Even for the second goal, it's a wonderful Odegaard strike, but it's staggering that he's been given that much space and that much time yeah. uh, on, on Spurs' goal. It's, it's just yeah. like Spurs didn't learn. In, in the reverse fixture, when, when Party scored like a, a really good goal from outside the box, didn't close him down quickly enough. It's like, oh. but there we go. Um, Spurs are a weird one, uh, Gasky. Um, is, is, it, is this Conte's fault? Is it partly his fault? Does he just need better <laughs> players? Does he need to get more out of the plays he's got? Do they need to play less terrorist football? What? He just honestly, I don't know. I'm actually, I don't understand. Don't get it. Like you watch them play, and it's not even like they're playing good football. Nah, even when they win games, mm. like ha, like how is Harry Kane second top goal scorer in the league in that team? Yeah, I think he's masking some very poor. He really displays. is. He really, really is. That's the power of even even Harry Son. Kane. He's a shadow of his form self. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. I like Kulishevsky. He's good. Um, oh, no, he, he, was, he was creating everything. But yeah, like, there, there, there seems to be no... I'll tell you what they need. They need an Ericsson, <laughs> I, I feel like, in, in midfield. Yeah. But... Because, like, right now, it's... it's, it's they like, need someone what? to connect the dots. Yeah. Because, they, what, who did they run in that midfield? Hoiber and... Benson Core. Oh, it was Benson Core. Yeah. Who's like... They're, they're both... They're both, like, kind of whole... It's very similar to... McFred, in terms of how deep they sit, mm. and they've got nothing to offer elsewhere, and no yeah. one in front of them. Well, if you and if you think of how Co Conte played his in his brilliant Inter Milan team, which was good going forwards and, and exciting, yeah. he didn't play a three four three primarily. He played a three five two, so he had like the two more constructive uh, uh, midfielders. But who did he have in, in sort of that number ten role behind the striker? Because he had he had Christian Eriksen yeah. so, at, at Inter. That number 10 is what's missing yeah. for them. That number 10. Yeah, which means you've got to alter your front three or whatever. And they've but... got a midfield, and then their three midfielders, the main midfielders are Hoiber, Benson Court, and Pissouma, who all sit in their own half. Yeah. At six. There's too so... much reliance on the fullbacks, on like, yeah. the wing backs, and I don't know I don't know how good Ryan Sessignon is, Doherty. I don't know how good he is. See, uh, Sessignon was just like, like. It's not like Hakimi and Perisic. No, exactly. They're not, oh, yeah. Inter Milan Perisic. They've got Perisic. Yeah, Inter Milan Perisic. You know, Perisic from a few years ago. Croatia that, you know, Perisic. Yeah. The World Cup, we were bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd see, I'd see who is bad, though, Gasky. Uh, defending specifically. Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about the, the game entirely, but uh, but long short of it, Brighton are genuinely unbelievable, and I love them so much. I, I would rather... I want to talk more about how good they are, because... They seem, to, they seem to beat these teams and you talk about how bad the other team is. Mm. But Brighton are... I'm going to say what I said last week as well. I think I said last week about Brighton. They've changed managers mid-season and they're still doing what they do. Exactly. Which was the fear when Potter... Because I, I, I like... You enjoy watching Brighton. I enjoy watching Brighton. Mm. And when Potter left, I thought, oh, here we go. This is where they're going to be like 16th now, aren't they? But no. Yeah. Def and even... And they say you didn't want to talk about Liverpool being bad, but clearly Trent also loves watching Brighton play. We saw from the third he, goal. He, he was loving He was loving that Welbeck skill, didn't he? He enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so Liverpool were shambles, but we've already talked about that at length. Yeah. Uh, Brighton's so good, aren't they? I love, I love Brighton. It, it was the fact as well that they completely outplayed them. It wasn't one of those where, oh, it shouldn't have been 3-0 really. They outplayed them. Yeah. 
even when Brighton came to the Etty, I know Brighton lost, but there were large moments in that game where Brighton outplayed City. That's more of the ball um, yeah. than City. I, I thought that they were, you know, for large portions of the game, the better team uh, against City. I just, I just love this Brighton side. Um, and yeah, Gaskin, do, do, sorry, do you, do you want to say something else about how lovely Brighton are? Just, I, I, I honestly think that potentially one of Liverpool or Chelsea don't get Europe and they do. Ooh, That's a big call, but... I love that. It, the one thing that they've lacked under Potter was consistency. It was always two wins, two loss, two wins, two loss. They just need to do what Newcastle are doing this year, and that's just consistently going on a run of being unbeaten. Yeah. Let me tell you about runs. Mudrick probably makes a lot of those from the wings. <laughs> good, good attempt. Good attempt. <laughs> uh, che- nice. Chelsea obviously beat Fulham, but more importantly, they hijacked at the 11th hour. They sniped, like on eBay. They sniped him at the last second uh, from... Ah, so they hijacked the deal. Uh, he's now gone to Chelsea for what could become an eight and a half year contract. It's seven and a half years with an option for an extra 12 months. And I don't know the exact packages, but I did see from the CEO of Shakhtar that he said the add-ons are very achievable. There is no like Ballon d'Or clause. So, yeah, because what I, what I read was the Arsenal and Chelsea both offers with the same amount of money, but Chelsea's are more achievable than Arsenal's. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, when... Yeah, so they picked that one, and obviously they must have. I reckon this is my. I think they've given him more money because he doesn't want to go there, because he spoke about wanting to go to Arsenal a lot. Apparently, yeah. So how do you make a player go to somewhere he doesn't want to go? Mm. Money, exactly. Um, and 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 I may, maybe shouldn't read much into the photos, but he does look miserable in every single no. photo. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People uh, are watching loads of compilations of him at Shakhtar and they'll be like, this son has a faulty product here when he's yeah. when he's doing a trend and he's stood watching the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just uh I, I thought that I thought this would have been a good signing for Arsenal in terms of increasing their depth. I admire what Arsenal have done. They've done what City have done recently, where like another club's come in or whatever, or they've asked for too much money and they've gone, No, we we're just gonna walk away from this. It's not worth it. I admire that Arsenal have done that. And whilst I did yeah. think it would be a good option for Arsenal. This is borderline mental in respect of this being a Chelsea signing. It's far, it's far, this it's even more money than what Arsenal are paying or whatever. It's far too much money for a player who's had half a good season in Ukraine yeah. um, and has had flashes in the Champions League. But, and I tell you what, if it was a, it was a, if it was a position they desperately needed, I'd be all for it. But Pulisic can play on the left and Sterling can play on the left and, 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 it's just not a position who's, they need. Who's who's put so you got all these players who's putting in the net? Exactly. Who's, who's finishing it all off? Yeah. If he you're was gonna, a number nine, I'd, I'd be all for it. But I just I, I it, don't get it. To me, this just screams of, oh, Arsenal want that player, so I want him. It's a bit. I just weird. I don't really don't get it at all. I, yeah. I my money's on. I I reckon two years. And you'll leave. Really? Wow. In, in his two, eight yeah. and a half year deal. Yes, exactly. This is this is this is Moyes United territory. <laughs> yeah, I, I can sort of like. I mean, I don't know how good Pulisic is to be honest. Maybe you play Mudrick on the left, Sterling on the right, but you still need a good striker at the end of the day. So again, no matter what you're signing, you need to. They hope they've got someone in planned. Are they going to go and try and get this Ossiman from Napoli? Are they going to offer him two hundred million to get him in yeah. up front? I don't know. God knows. God yeah, knows. Yeah, I, I, and. Uh, 
It's just more big money. Splash by Chelsea doesn't seem like a Potter sign to me. It seems like a Todd Bowley signing, even though he's allegedly not, I, not involved I in that. He got to be going over his head because I I can't see Potter as the type of manager where he's gonna because he's gone to a big club. He's gonna bin off all of his morals, all of his ways. What he did at Brighton because he's got money. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what else who doesn't have a chance potentially Gasky. It's Everton. Uh, just oh, want to briefly talk no. about them. They got sorry. What was that? Definitely not. Yeah, they, uh, they, uh, they. I was gonna say suffered a surprise defeat to Southampton, but Southampton are doing good recently. Not City out of the League Cup and beat uh, Southampton. I think this was at uh, Goodison Park as well. Uh, two one. Yeah, Ward Prowse gained two of the goals. Lovely free kick. Played a more advanced ten roll, uh, which just makes sense to me. Don't know why that's not been done sooner. Um, uh, is is this just 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 very briefly in Everton Gasky? Is is this the end of of the road for them? Do we do we think because L- Lampard's <laughs> not a good manager? I'm sorry, he's not. Um, and it, the team is we're looking in, meh. We're in we're in Lampard sacked Allardyce or Dice territory coming in. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, because what you're gonna you're not going to bring in a manager. Well, who's going to want to go to that mess? Really, if you're a big name. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to want to. They've got a 760 million pound stadium coming up, which in the championship you're buggered because you're not going to bring enough money in. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I no, don't know. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good, bro. And another team where it's not looking good again. Another bit bigger side that you wouldn't maybe that maybe you, at the start of the season wouldn't necessarily associate them being down at the bottom. Uh, but the newly promoted sides have been doing much better recently. Well, I mean, Brentford, well, sorry, uh, 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 Fulham were always doing good. Uh, but, you know, Bournemouth and Forest, not necessarily certainties. But West Ham, uh, this is like an interesting bit because we we had a look into this before the uh, uh, podcast started, Gasky. Uh, West Ham have much more individual quality than Everton, I think it's fair to say. Oh, yeah, I would say they're both, they're both on par in terms of how crap they are. But one team has actual good players compared to another. Yeah, well, I feel like once Moyes is sacked, hope, I mean, hopefully that happens at some point from a West Ham perspective because clearly he's... Something's yeah. gone wrong there. He clearly doesn't know how to use the better players or or whatever, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like if they brought in a more progressive, interesting manager, I feel like West Ham would be fine in like a few weeks. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I think I think a manager where he can have come in with a clean slate and do his thing... I think there's a squad there to move yourself up the table out of the relegation zone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I asked you this before the podcast started, you know, it, would this West Ham side be like one of, if not the best teams to get relegated if they got relegated? It it has to be. Because in, even if you look at money, the, what's that squad worth? What, 400, 350, 400 million squad? Maybe more, yeah. Maybe more, yeah. That's probably maybe fair. But yeah, it would. I think so. One of the best squads to be relegated. Yeah. But I tell you, I tell you what, Gasky. Arguably, the best side to get ever get relegated was who? West Ham. <laughs> it was. It's not looking good. It was West Ham. And let me just read out some of the names for you. These are heavy hitting names as well, and not not even like 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 past it or whatever. Like they they were in and around there, sort of like being a good getting, footballer. Getting there. Getting exactly. There to the, yeah. David James, Glenn Johnson, Michael Carrick. Joe Joe Cole. These are players who were playing for England at the time. Joe Cole, uh, Paolo Di Canio, and and Trevor Sinclair, who was good as well, and Jermaine Defoe. That side got relegated, getting forty-two points in the Premier League, and that was in uh, two thousand and three. 
so just just an interesting tidbit. Uh, that is arguably the best team to get relegated. Can this West Ham join that elusive group? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, guys, that was the uh, a cheeky roundup of the uh, of the most important matches and and the uh, club news that's taken place this week. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. Right, Gasky has got uh, some guests. Sorry, not guests of footballers. Guests of career paths for me. Do. Uh, so, Gas, so you've set, you've kindly sent me the image, but can you uh, read out to the lovely uh, listeners for me, uh, Gasky? I will. So, the first player we have here, he went from Standard Liège to Benfica. Mm-hmm. He then went from Benfica to Zenit Saint Petersburg. Yeah. He went from Zenit St. Petersburg to, I'm going to butcher this name now, uh, TJ Huanjian in China. Yeah. He then went from the same club, which looks like he changed names, to Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. And then from Borussia Dortmund to Atletico Madrid. My first, because it, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Russia and China one that's throwing me. Is it Axel Witzel? It is Axel Witzel. Yes, he went to Atletico Madrid in the summer on a free transfer. Yeah, I, I, I forgot that. I was like, because I knew he played at Dortmund. I was like, was he at Atletico Madrid? But yeah, I was like, decent players who played for like Russia and China. Yeah, Witzel was one of those weird ones, wasn't he? Yeah, so that was good, good one. Yeah, so we're, we're excellent. I got one. I'm normally terrible at this. Fantastic. Uh, Gaski, do you want to do the next one for the us, please? One? This player went from Bohemians to Wolves. Right. He then went from Wolves to Hibernian, and that was alone. Right. He then went from Wolves to Berry on alone. Right. He then, being at Wolves, went to Spurs as a transfer. Ah. No. Mmm. No. He started with Bohemians, which is which is an Irish club. So I'm assuming that they're... And there's also a Hibs in there. So I'm assuming they're Irish or Scottish. I'm thinking... Shouldn't, shouldn't assume. <laughs> we've gone Don't from Wolves to Spurs. I, I didn't realise he played for Hibs or Berry. The only one I can think of is Doherty. That is correct. Yes! Boom! Yeah, they, they only went for him because of the, the Berry link. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I had no idea he played for I, Berry. I didn't know until the game, until yeah. I noticed. They, I'm two <laughs> for two, Gasky. You impressed. I've yeah. improved. I am very impressed. Fair, I, th- I think having the visuals in front of me did help it's, greatly. It's weird. When you see the badges, it just works. Your brain ticks better. Uh, just a question, just before we go into the next section, Gasky, because you mentioned before, is your uh, have your gears been ground... Or have we talked oh. about it already? It, well, it's a, it's not a, not an anger. I don't have fury for this, but it's also please. Can we talk about how much of a flop Richardson is at Spurs? He's he's had more he's had more fights than he has skulls. <laughs> you know, I fair, just felt he started off well. To be fair, he's but he's a prick. Oh yeah, it's him as a person as well. Like he he hits Ramsdale in the face. He then, I saw, did you see the shithousery from Martinelli to him, trying to give him a high five at the corner flag? Yeah. That was brilliant. The guy is a prick. Okay, he has flashes of being a good footballer, but please, let's not act like he's amazing. He's not. No, he's like a serviceable squad player for Spurs, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's, was he had like plus, 150 million plus in transfer fees. How? No, I don't know. 
just, I, I, yeah, I, I thought that I was, was meant to mention during the North London Derby, but I forgot. <laughs> you could say that he, you know, he saved Everton last season, but you know, it's Everton quality. I, I, I don't. Everton didn't replace him. Look where they are now. Yeah, I didn't think he was ever, you know, like top six yeah, team quality. Was, to be honest, he um, was Everton quality. Yeah, or, or you know, like mid table or, yeah. or whatever. Um, upper mid table, an absolute push. Uh, but there we go. So it's like a half. It's, you, your gears have been half ground, it seems. Yeah. Um, yes. There we go. Uh, but with the Gasky, thank you very much for that. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. We've got a few questions from the Noblets, the beautiful supporters on Patreon. Lucas, who is a United fan, asks, is Manchester red right now? I think it is. That's what he says. What do you think, Gasky? Uh, it's, it's a tough one. It's I mean, your room one. is red, that's for sure. What, what colour do you get if you mix red and blue? That's what colour it is. Purple. <laughs> purple. Manchester is purple. <laughs> I think I, it's United are on the up, but City are not exactly on the down. So I, it's red. It was red for the weekend, but maybe it's not quite, not not quite completely red. Yeah. Do you think? Well, my, my take on the whole City colour. That's all subjective. My take on the whole City oh, yeah. colour thing is because I love to overanalyze everything. It's a bit. It's, it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> No, it's so it's sort of based on like for me it's like sort of based on like the sort of like the past you know five to ten years of who's been the better team. But on Derby Day, if the worst whoever wins, it that it gets to be the colour for like a week or so or something like yeah. that. Until until they play again. Yeah. So for example, the United Ever- lose against Palace tomorrow. <laughs> so for example, Everton Liverpool clearly Merseyside is red because because I can't remember the last time Everton did better than Liverpool. But if Everton win a Merseyside Derby, then it gets to be blue for like a couple of weeks. Otherwise. Yeah. It, it, there's no bragging rights to play for, and it's boring. Well, it's, well, it's always going to be it's always going to be topsy turvy if United are on the way back up, and then City are at the top as yeah. well. So yeah, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's, it's just a, bit, a bit, of bit of banter. So you just have to overanalyze the banter. Yeah, you? but I like doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and Miz asks uh, thoughts on is this, is he called Sir Jim Ratcliffe potentially buying yeah. Manchester United? Gasky, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, happy because it needs to hurry up because if they are if they are wanting to sell the Glazers, they need to get whoever's buying it sorted so they can get it bought before the summer because you don't want to have a summer transfer window where you don't have an owner or you don't not sure who the owner is yeah so and also okay it's one of these situations where you always talk about these middle east investors and where the money's come from mm. and people don't want them as owners but i think that no matter who the owner is you're still going to have them questions like um he's going to have investors involved like chelsea have there's going to be investors involved. You don't know where their money's come from. Mm-hmm. It's the same situation, you know? So I think, I think it's, it's, if, I was going to, if I was to choose the owners of United, I would choose him because he's also a United supporter, so he understands. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy if that, if that does eventually, if that does happen, then I'm very happy. Uh, Diaz asked a very good question, but it's so good and big that we are going to have to have its own main topic, I think. He's asked us to do uh, a draft, you know, like we did for the World Cup uh, oh, yeah. thing. Uh, a draft all, only from the big six teams, so that's good. But we'll need a, we'll need a lot more time for that. So I need to think. Yes, I need to so, think so how maybe, I can get a Tottenham player in there. <laughs> so maybe next podcast, guys, that could be like the main topic bit of discussion yeah. where we like take it in turns to pick a player and all that stuff. That's that's a good question, Dr. Thank you for that. To so say we'll try to set aside a bit for that. And Jack says, "Can you make me a special yellow roll so I get to keep my current Discord roll color?" And Jack is. Barbus's champion but no jack i can't if you want a yellow roll uh you'll have to either become a golden noblet which is gold or win Barbus's again i'm afraid let's uh, put your finger out in it 
in it. I was going to say, speaking of ball busters, Gasky, but we've actually got a, a preview before we do that. So let's uh, talk about uh, next week's matches first of all. It will never be finally decided who has won the football. Because they are very important games, are they not, Gasky? Manchester City versus Spurs, Arsenal versus Man United. Big matches. Big, big games. Big games for big lads like us. And huge. This, this is a really tricky run of games for City, uh, which started with, I mean, you know, Chelsea nowadays aren't that good. But on paper, it was tricky to play Chelsea back-to-back. -back. Uh, they then got <laughs> lost against Southampton in the FA Cup. So that didn't go well. And then that, that was followed by uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford. They've now got to play Spurs at home, Wolves at home, which I know Wolves aren't great, but could be tricky defensively. And then they've got to play Spurs away. And then they play like Arsenal in the FA in the uh, in the FA Cup. And then they play yeah. Arsenal again in the league like a couple weeks later. So it's a crunch time for City, Gasky. How do you see this game going? Because honestly, I see Spurs winning this one 1-0. One it wouldn't surprise me. Spurs are woeful. But like you said, it'll 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 happen where Spurs have all the possession and then they'll just nick one. Yeah, it's because that seems Spurs seem to do that against City. <laughs> they do. It's always the case. Like Spurs are awful, like, like in terms of the way they play. Like last season, for example, and yet they did the double. They did the double on City. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I guarantee Lloris will have like the best game he's ever he, had. He you, you did it against you United better than this season and they won 2-0 at Old Trafford and Lloris was the only player playing well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be one of those. And uh and I'm sure that like, you know, uh I don't know, Bernardo Silva will give the ball after like the X is like City got five XG, it'll be like the eighty eighth minute. Bernardo Silva will give the ball away, they'll counterattack with Kulishevsky, he'll play in Son, who will pass to Kane and they'll have like one proper shot on target and they will score. So I genuinely think Spurs will win. I hope that, that happens now just so we can make a viral TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and the other game, Gasky, is Arsenal versus Manchester United. Uh, another I huge game in respect to the title race. Uh, I don't I don't think that you I certainly don't think. I don't think you think United are genuinely in a title race. I I just think that it's it's the whole situation, it's the whole... I said it with Arsenal uh, before Christmas. The elephant in the tree. Yeah. We don't know how it got there, but it's going to fall at some point. I know they're not at the top, but also it's like... I think I do feel like this season, either Arsenal are just going to run away with it and it's going to be a big gap, or City will catch them. Mm. That's the, I think they're the only two conclusions that can happen. I don't think United will have... Because they're, in all, they're still in all the, cup, all the trophies. It's only all four cups. It's the quadruple on, and they've got and they've got the next. They got to play Buddy Barcelona in an extra round of the Europa League soon. So yeah. it's yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I, aren't they currently they on a be... nine-game winning streak in all competitions? Yeah, yes, and they've won four since they lost against Villa. Yeah, they have won fourteen of fifteen. The draw, apart from the draw against uh, Newcastle. I believe I might be wrong there, but will they, I think will, that's it. are they going to extend their run against? They're going Arsenal? to be the Arsenal. They're going to be the Arsenal. <laughs> Another two-one win, Bruno and Rashford again. There we go. Love that. Oh, I'd love. I'd love if it did happen from a City perspective. Um, I, I would just love a cheeky Veghorst goal. That's yeah. what I would love. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. What well, do you think he'll be? Yeah. Uh... I I think he might start tomorrow. Ooh. Mm. Um, is Martial sure, injured? Because it was a question I forgot to ask you in the United section. You're not happy with Martial, are you? It's, for Martial, it's just he's off the ball. 
he just he just he doesn't seem like it's as if he has to have that hundred percent confidence. If he drops the ninety nine percent, the effort goes. Mm. And that's the frustration. Like he'll do the odd good thing and it makes him happy and he gets really good. But then other than that, he's like, nah, can't be asked. Yeah. So I just I just feel like Vegas will start, see how he gets on, and then potentially he could potentially start against Arsenal if he plays well. So Yeah. Well that would be huge. We'll could potentially be a because we, we I mean it, it could go one of two ways. It could be City lose, Arsenal win eight eleven points. It becomes a gap at the halfway stage in the season, which might be an unachievable mountain to climb. Or conversely, it could quite easily go the other way, where City beat Spurs and Arsenal either draw or let's say lose, and then it becomes a five point gap, and then and United are sniffing about then. Yeah, so United are close behind. So, so uh, it's it's an interesting season, uh, that's for sure. Uh, and speaking of interesting, ask it. It's Ball Buster. Yes, guys. It's the best quiz show on the internet. Now, Gaskin, I'm going to ask you for a favour. Could you please uh, whip out uh, the YouTube comments for the most recent podcast? Because I'm going to be asking you to pick randomly pick a winner for me, please. Just as I read out the... Uh... You've caught this. You caught me off guard here. Oh, well, don't worry. You've, don't worry. You've, got, you've got time because I'm going to read out last week's uh, clues and uh, answers, uh, which will give you hopefully ample time to... Uh, Get that up. Uh, but the first one, uh, some a, a lot of people initially struggled, but I think you got there in the end. So the first one was ABK, and the clue was, I've got some knobcast post here. It's been sent from an Italian restaurant covered in red sauce. Now, my advice when we're doing ball busters is always try to break down the clue, because that's how it's probably going to work. So I've got some knobcast post here. What's another, another word for post? You know, mail. It's been sent from an Italian restaurant. What could be an Italian restaurant beginning with B? Uh, and the red sauce. So the answer was Armel Bella Kotchap because our male Bella, as in Bella Italia, the Italian restaurants, Kotchap, ketchup. So Armel Bella Kotchap was the first one. Next one was JC. Yesterday, I conducted a phone interview with Joffrey Baratheon about a role on this podcast. I'm going to phone and invite him to a second interview. Who plays Joffrey Baratheon? Jack Gleason. So the J is Jack. What's another word for a second interview? A callback. Callback, Jack. Callback. That was that one. That's probably the best one I've done, to be honest. And then the other one was A-O. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to sing like Rihanna. There's a lyric in a Rihanna song. Uh, I think it's called What's My Name or something. Uh, and she goes, Oh, Nana, what's my name? So you know it's Onana. And it's, I'm going to, I'm a do. Amadou, Amadou, oh nana, Amadou, oh nana. So those were the three. Gasky, do, do do we know how many winners we got from? We have, from what I can see here, hopefully I don't, make sure I don't bottle it. Is that including? Two. Is, is that including replies to the initial comments? I think we should have more than two. Is it more than two? Uh, so I, can, I can't see replies to the initial comment. The ones, the ones with the clues on? Yeah. Uh, I can't see any replies on there. Oh. For some uh, reason? Well, let me double check, just because I don't, don't want to... Oh, wait a second. Oh. oh, I'm on top comments and he doesn't show them all. Oh, what a fraud you are. Apologies, apologies. Yes, we have. How many winners do we have here? We have one, two, three. Oh, three, I think. Three? What's I'm wrong with you? I think three. Three, okay, great. Now, Gasky, please randomly select a winner. 
I have a I have a number generator here. I'm gonna use this. Wonderful. Okay, we get number one, which is Mustafa. Must Musti is that Musti? Oh, Musti! Excellent Musty. stuff. Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for that, Gasky. Uh, and uh, Musti, you'll be uh, happy to hear that you are now the official. Barbuster's champion, as picked by Gasky. So you get a thousand knob coins, and you also get a lovely exclusive role in the Discord server. But moving on to this week's, and Gasky actually helped me uh, write these ones this week because because I, I was I was uh, I was I was not very organised before this podcast, and I just had to invent them on the fly. I was like, Gasky, put quick, help me. Nobbins is fraud in the comments, please, guys. I am actually a fraud. No, no, no cap. Um, but these these clues aren't fraudulent. They're bloody brilliant because Gasky and I collectively have come up with them. So the first clue is C-A. C-A. And these will always be in the comments, by the way. Leave your comments as an answer. And the cryptic clue, the brass instrument and assault rifle are going to the school disco. The brass instrument and assault rifle are going to the school disco. Next one was C-E. Walkers and Lays got two under par. C-E. Walkers and Lays got two under par. And the final one, L-D. L-D. Over there's an evening meal. Hurrah. Over there's an evening meal. Hurrah. Those are the Ball Busters clues for this week. Congrats once again to Musty. If you do want to take part and win at Ball Busters, you can do so by leaving your answer to the, to the clues in the comments. You don't necessarily have to get all three. I've had it in the past where people have only got one or two correct and they, uh, and they still win. Uh, but you can only take part. Look, Gasky, what if you... What's the term? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Are, You've got to you try. Exactly. Are you going to score a goal if you don't take a shot? You're not. You're barely not. There we go. So... No, just do it, man. <laughs> there you go. Just do it. Even if it's totally... Even if they're totally wrong, I might just let you win it for A, a for effort. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, as I say... If, even if you're listening on Spotify app or Apple Podcasts, as I know some people do, come over to the YouTube just to leave a cheeky comment with your answers. And yeah, that is the Knobcast for this week. Gasky, um, are you obviously buzzing because of the Manchester Derby results? Oh, yes. It's very, very, I've, very enjoyed it. Enjoy, I've enjoyed work this week, you know. There's a couple of City fans, a few United fans, a bit of, bit of, bit of beef going on, you know. So it's been good. It's been a good laugh. Wonderful stuff. And hopefully... Uh, both of us will be happy chaps next week where both of our teams win. Let's hope we're breathing down Arsenal's neck come next podcast. Indeed, indeed. Guys, I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. Gasky's been Gasky. And you've been the viewer. Please make sure to like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Go give us a five-star rating on Apple Music Podcasts and uh, Spotify as well. Because that'd be lovely. And only if you've liked I me. Mean, if you haven't liked it, don't do that. Um, but until next Just time... Don't come back. Just don't come back. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, because we hate you. Yeah, yeah, you're not welcome. We don't want you scum on this Peasants. channel. Yeah, yeah, you, you little, you. D <laughs> right, we've already said bye. Let's settle down. Let's settle down. We won't get any more viewers at this rate. <laughs> uh, goodbye, guys.